Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the conversation series. I am thrilled today to have Angela Hollowell here with me in person, which I'm very excited about. Um, she's a visual storyteller, a creative producer. She's the host of Honey and Hustle video podcast. Um, and what I love is her company, Rootful Media, as well. And we're going to get into all this, but I'm going to turn it over to her and let her introduce herself. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so yeah. happy to be here in this incredible space. Um, so yeah, that introduction was pretty spot on. For those <laughs> who also don't know, this is a super exclusive. I am starting a new podcast with Castos yes. um, called Creative Architects. Um, and that will be uh, an interview series uh, featuring stories from creative entrepreneurs that you probably know and love, uh, talking about you know, their spin on creator education, creative tech, and creative communities. So seeing how we're building the future of the creator economy through these three avenues. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. And uh, yeah, just as she said, I'm the founder of Rootful Media, which is a digital media production company specifically focusing on documentary filmmaking. Yeah. So yeah, I want to hop into Honey and Hustle real quick. Okay. And I wanted you to set the stage for what exactly you talk about. Yeah who you talk to, because I think what's beautiful is that you've you've kept it local, mm -hmm. which I absolutely love. Yeah. Um, and I just want to be able to set the stage before we go into all of the questions. Yeah, so Honey and Hustle was probably, not probably, it was my first original project. Um, and I didn't know how powerful that would be until mm -hmm. it was, you know, a season in, a year in you know, 20 plus guests in and I was like, okay, this thing has some teeth. Like maybe I should, should keep going because yeah. it's um, adding something to my business that I wasn't, you know, aware of. Yeah. It's, you know, adding something to me that I wasn't aware yeah. of. It's, you know, sparking creativity in me as a creative outlet. And um, it is an interview series. It's more of a business podcast uh, where I talk with local entrepreneurs, local nonprofit founders, local creators, um, just about their business journey, which yeah. sounds really boring on paper, but we have a lot yeah. of fun. We have a lot of laughs. And it's definitely more of like, um, like two business friends getting together yeah. with drinks rather than two business yeah. friends getting together in suits for an interview. So yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. No. And I love that because you've talked, you talk through journeys and I just want to list off a few episodes real quick. You've talked with Jackie Morin of wonder puff who yes. I've had on here, who is just a magical human being. And I absolutely love her business and yeah. what she's created. She's a literal fairy. Yeah. She is. Yeah. She is. Yeah. And she's turned wonder puff into that too and it's like that's what makes it even more magical yeah um you've talked with david meeker who's partner at carpenter development and trophy brewing which absolutely love trophy brewing if you're in the triangle area you know trophy, yeah, you good know beer, trophy good people <laughs> yeah. yeah um you've talked with stacy ramos who's the founder of bull city bull city sweet shop uh and emily crookston luke davis who's the founder of lion loft um uh, incredible incredible business owners and entrepreneurs around here i want to go into you label this as a video podcast yeah. which is a lot of some people today are like it's a podcast why is it a video podcast right. we see that all the time right. why a video podcast for you yeah so again being a filmmaker and being a photographer first yeah. like i'm just a visual person yep and the first podcast slash video podcast that I got introduced to was actually one from Matt Diavella called The Ground Up Show. 
And so I really was like interested in that format because um, that's the only way that I have ever consumed podcasts. I'm really not a podcast listener. Like recently, because I've been traveling, okay. I'll listen to some downloaded episodes on Spotify. But for the most part, I'm a video watcher. Like okay. I am a okay. video podcast watcher. And I felt like I could do something special in that space. Yeah. Um, and so for a while, I didn't realize it was a podcast. <laughs> So I didn't put it on streaming. So the audio yeah. wasn't avail available on yeah. streaming. It was only available on YouTube and, and Facebook. So um, it did take a little bit of a minute for me to wrap my head around, okay, like this can be yeah. a multi-purpose situation. You know, I yep. could repurpose it into blogs as I have yep. time. Like it could be something that grows, but always it is a video first podcast. Okay. So for me, you know, again, it was like, yeah, people can always listen to it now that I've put it on streaming. Yep. But, you know, it's really meant to be experienced. You're really meant to get the full interaction between okay. me and the guests because at first I started filming in person. Yep. So yep. there was that element as well. You know, I'm building rapport with this person. They're having a lot of organic moments. They feel very comfortable. I yeah. feel very comfortable. Um, there's still some of that when I'm filming remotely, you know, but again, my episodes tend to lean a little bit longer, okay. closer to 45 minutes. Yeah. So we have time yep. to grow yep. into that comfort level, yep. you know, so it does take a little bit longer, I think, but we still have some really good conversations. Yeah. But that's kind of the premise. And I think people um on some of they miss out on that that human yeah. element yeah. like there's a person behind this voice and and you know they probably don't look like how you think they look yeah they yeah probably are smiling more than you think they voice smile. doesn't match how you think it matches yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know and so i i don't ever plan on getting rid of it but there's a lot of controversy about like so much and there's people that don't like it they don't yeah. like that people are making video versions of their podcast probably because it is a lot harder to make yeah. and more expensive to make but. yep well and it's funny because i relate to you because i started the conversation series as a YouTube series. I'm like, I just want to kind of talk to people, learn from people. But I also in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, but I also want to start a podcast at the same time, two completely different avenues that I was going down and was thinking, okay, conversation series is going to be video series on YouTube. And then I was 10 episodes in, I was like, same as you. I was like, hold on. We've got some pretty cool people <laughs> that are saying, yes, they'll come on and speak. And at the same time, I'm sitting here coming, trying to come up with a podcast idea and it's like, hold on, we can, this is it right here. This yeah. is, so I do the same thing. I'm like, it's a, it's a video. Yeah. It's a twofer. It is. It's Two a twofer. Yeah. 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 But again, like being video first, it, the first season definitely had to work out some kinks. I'm just oh yeah. Keep it a oh, buck. Yeah. So if you go back and listen to it, it does not sound the best, but it yeah. gets better. Yeah. Yeah. So, as you learn. Yes. We were talking about it in the very beginning, but you've kept this very local. Mm -hmm. You've kept this, you know, not a mainstream feeding into that. What feeds your localness for Honey and Hustle? That was actually just by local, luck of nature when okay. I first did it. You know, obviously they had to be able to travel to where I was. Yep. So that um, inherently meant local folks. Yep. Um, as season two kind of got deeper into the pandemic and I just kind of didn't feel as safe. Yep. Uh, meeting in person anymore yep. I started doing it virtually and that did open the door for people who weren't in the area to yep. come on but you know immediately even during season two I was already planning for season three and I was like yeah I'm ready yeah. to get back in person yeah. I'm ready to get back local yep. and so I waited and um until I felt you know it was safer to get outside you know everybody's vaccinated all that good stuff yeah and um yeah we went back in person again that leaned local and I had someone on Twitter comment they're like hey do you only interview North Carolina people and my first instinct would be like no I interview everybody but yeah. then also I was like 
no, there's a benefit to me staying local Absolutely. and really focusing on not just the triangle, but North Carolina as a state. Yes. And um, so hopefully we'll be doing some more in-person stuff with people all over the state. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there's, there's definitely a benefit to being local because this is what I care about. I care about North Absolutely. Carolina. I care about North yeah. Carolina founders. I care about where the entrepreneurial ecosystem is going and yeah. growing in yep. North Carolina. And um, I think that's a unique perspective because any business podcast can interview anybody from anywhere. Yeah. What yeah. makes this one special? Yes. Right. Yes. Uh, because I'm not getting like Shaquille O'Neal on my show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So these local people are my Shaquille yeah. O'Neal. Like yeah. why not celebrate the everyday? Why not celebrate yeah. the people that are doing it? Because I think too, for people who are listening and watching, you know, they're a lot closer to the people on my show than they are to Shaquille O'Neal. Yep. That's just yep. the reality. Yep. They're yep. closer to the people who are doing it every day and just like and making it their life and yeah. making it their income than they ever will be like some random billionaire. Yeah, yeah. I so. love that you just said that though, because it, uh, most of the time, a lot of people that I have on are not A-list celebrities. You know what I mean? They are people who are every day working their asses off, chasing their dreams, yeah. chasing their passions, creating their own avenues. Yeah. That's the things that we are we can more relate to exactly than Shaquille O'Neal, Kim Kardashian, <laughs> whoever it props to those people who are able to get them on. But yeah. still like it is, I, I love that I have a personal aspect with people. I love that people in North Carolina will come up to me and be like, you're Danielle. And I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. What, what? And it's <laughs> nice that it's local. It's here. And it's, yeah, I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. But that's like that added benefit that I was telling you that like yeah. I didn't realize I would get. It's yeah. like people start to recognize you. Absolutely. They're like, oh, I listened to your show. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. My, <laughs> my, we are, we're big hockey people in it. And so we were at a hockey game once and my, it stunned my sister because somebody actually came up and they were like, you're Danielle Clardy. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I am. I'm like, do I know you? And they're like, no, but I watch your videos and I listen to your podcast. And my sister was like, they're gobsmacked. <laughs> she was like, what in the world just happened? Right. And I'm like, <laughs> like, Jesus I'm like, I don't know either, but it happened. Yeah. Um, but it, it is funny. And I love those experiences because it's like, you're getting to hear from your community. Yeah. And it, that's the best thing in the world. That's why, you know, we do some of this stuff. That's why we do. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really great. It's beautiful. Um, how do you approach who you're going to talk to, who you are going to speak with next, what your season's going to look like? What does that look like in Angela's mind? Oh man, it looks like a hot mess. Um, <laughs> it as like... it probably does for everybody, <laughs> yeah. as it probably does. Yeah. Um, so, um, as I'm scrolling on LinkedIn or Twitter, oh, yeah. I get recommendations for people yes. because sometimes people will send me recommendations. Um, I'll put them in like an air table base and okay. then I'll go through and like vet them and yeah. do my own research on yeah. them. And it's like, one, do I have enough? information online that i know about yeah. this person that i could ask are there gaps in their story yeah because sometimes people have been featured in press um so i'm like you know are there gaps that maybe people haven't asked them about yep. that i would yep. like to explore um and two like are these people that kind of fit the mold of like north carolina businesses so are yeah. there people that are here for the long haul not just planting roots here so they can go somewhere else yep, yep. um you know are they people that you know would be interesting to to hear about and so yep. that's kind of the the main thing and i guess like a fourth thing is hopefully they don't have any controversy associated with <laughs> I can't have you on the show. I'm no, sorry. No. Um, it's it's so, so difficult because then you get people yeah. who are your followers and you're like, oh, yeah. I don't like this, but I'm like, oh, God. yeah, right. Or yeah. No, I've had some 
at least one person that somebody's called me about and they're like, Hey, this person did this, this, and this, like, and it kind of triggered me seeing them on your show. And I was yeah. like, Oh crap. I don't yeah. want that to happen. Yep. So, um, that definitely did happen one time. So we're trying to avoid that. Okay. Forward. Okay. Um, but for season four, we, like I said, we're going to do it again in person, I hope. Okay. Um, so I'm looking to have a space here in Durham that I'll be recording out of, yeah. and then hopefully a space in Charlotte. Okay. Maybe one more space in Winston-Salem. Okay. Uh, so trying to just get a plethora of people and then do some yeah. remote stuff for maybe for people in Wilmington that I have on the list. So we're trying Love to that. just get a, a bigger swath because even season three was pretty much all triangle people. Yeah. Yep. And so we're trying to branch out of that. There's more than to North Carolina than the triangle. Yes. Even though we don't like to admit that, but <laughs> we're elite. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so yeah. I'm super excited about that. Um, and just planning out the spaces, planning out the sets. Yeah. Um, maybe possibly having a bigger team yeah um trying to get some different locations okay um, like there's a tiki bar on the horizon maybe Ooh. i'm not gonna don't want to spoil too much <laughs> i just want to get you excited um so yeah so planning out the different locations planning out the different sets possibly having crew on site with me mm. i do have an editing team so it's kind of it's getting bigger like smaller like yeah. little by little you know we're trying to how can we take this to the next level how yep. can we get more people how can we reach yep. new audiences yep. how can we tell new stories yeah as you can see from my janky setup, I would love to have a crew here with me, <laughs> at least one other person here with me. Um, but I love, you love when you start to get momentum and growth yeah. to the point where you're like, okay, I do need help. Like yeah. those are always great signs. They're always very daunting, I feel like, but it's always great to see because then you're, you're just bringing more people into the family. You're bringing more people into yeah. what you're creating and who believe in you. And so I think that's really, I think it's a great sign. Yeah. Yeah. I love the tiki bar. I want to go. <laughs> I want to go to the tiki bar. Um, I want to hop to Rootful Media. Okay. Because I did so much research <laughs> on Rootful Media and what who you have done projects with, what those projects were. Um, the importance of visual storytelling mm -hmm. is a is the big basis of Rootful Media. Yeah. Can you set the stage once again for this mm -hmm. and how Rootful Media began? Yeah. The purpose behind it. Yeah, so Rufo Media actually started as Ange H Studio. Okay. And I changed the name last year. Okay. Um, and that is also reflective of the growth of the company. So yeah. Ange H Studio started as me doing photo, some video, okay. social media management. Okay. Um, I quickly realized that was just not sustainable. Yeah. And I really felt like if I could specialize in photo and video, which is very rare to find very in rare. one person, um, I could name my price. Yeah. And so then I started to kind of cut back a little bit on the social media stuff i was like okay i'm not doing that anymore yeah. i'll consult i'll help you but like i'm not going to be the point person on that yep. um and then as i got kind of further into that and started like seeing who i enjoyed working with yeah. started really thinking critically about who i wanted to work with i kind of landed on this like social impact environmental justice outdoor yep. space yep. Um, and that kind of led to me thinking about, okay, if I want to attract those type of companies yeah. and I want to create language on my website that speaks to those type of companies, yep. I need to change the name. Yep. And I was having some issues with the name anyway, because one people would spell it wrong. Yep. So I'm like, if you spell it wrong, you're going to type it into search wrong. I will tell you my autocorrect kept doing it to roomful media. See? Yeah. So Rootful Media just felt a little more brandable. Like yep. I could just say Rootful and people are like, oh, okay, cool. Yep. One yep. word, easy to remember. 
um, searchable. I bought the domain for rootfulmedia.com and rootfulmedia.co in case people mess it up. Yes. And um, I really started to like lean into like Angie Studio was more of a yeah. blue, gray, white, black. Rootful Media is more of a green. Yes. Uh, yeah. Green and green color palette. So yeah. really leaning into that like greenery, outdoor, yep. environmental stuff. Yep. With the branding, with the name, with the copy, with the intention and with yeah. the, the organizations that I work with. Um, so, you know, working with East Coast Greenway Alliance has been yep. great. Working on a Senate campaign has been great. Yep. Um, working just in the outdoor space in general has been really, really amazing. And I'm really excited to see where we can take it next. I love that. And and your projects are really, once again, community-based. Mm-hmm. They're really beautiful projects, too, that bring out a lot of feeling and awareness to what is happening. Um, how have you connected, you know, your video videography with the community with the combination of your passion for also public health and Mm -hmm. all of have you brought this all together how does what does that look like um right now it looks like me pursuing some original film projects okay so mostly i would say up until this point you know rootful media has been all client focused yeah have not created outside of Honey and Hustle. Have not created any original documentary film yep. projects. So we're trying to change that this year. We've started on one, um, documenting the PFAS water contamination okay. in Eastern North Carolina. Okay. Um, so that's obviously an environmental issue. That's yeah. a health equity issue. Yep. That's an access issue. Yep. Um, and so we're really hoping to do some amazing things with that. Um, we have a few others on the horizon. I don't know if I want to spell all the details, but don't, don't okay. spell them quite <laughs> so, yet. But, but they, but they kind of span the spectrum. The other thing I was noticing was that I wasn't doing, um, you know, in terms of environment, right. Yep. I feel like there's yeah. kind of three buckets. There's like your renewable energy, clean energy, yep. um, that kind of ties into climate a little bit. Yep. And then there's like your, or all of it ties into climate, let's be clear. But, and then there's like your farming, agriculture, food sustainability. Yep. And then there's like your outdoor, outdoor access, outdoor yeah. recreation. So those yep. three buckets, right? So far, I've only been in like the farming, sustainability, and like the outdoor access. And I really wanted to get into some clean energy storytelling. Okay. So we have one that's centered on that. I won't yeah. say the premise of it, but it's on clean energy. So okay. we're trying to span the gamut of environmental yep. space. Um, and then I guess I feel motivated because I'm right off the heels of um, a short film release called Changing Gears, yeah. featuring Urban Cycling Group out of Richmond, Virginia. So yep. we, we feel like we have some momentum. Um, I have a proof of concept that I can see a project through from beginning that. to end. Um, and that was an original concept that I did in collaboration with some organizations. But um, yeah, we're excited to, to do some self-produced projects. Yeah. Much like how you do Honey and Hustle, but two very different avenues mm-hmm. how does how does that mind work how do you take the podcast and the video podcast mm-hmm. out of your mind and approach an original project like yeah. the ones you're doing original projects are a little bit harder yeah. um, because you have to have a lot of knowledge of people on the ground yeah. and have some it, it involves more of a community organizing aspect yep. right yep. so instead of one-to-one it's one-to-many um so learning about like the political landscape learning about the local landscape would people be willing to talk to us do the organizations we want to feature have the capacity to speak with us and help us find people who would be willing to speak on camera Um, it's a lot bigger of a lift Um, and I would say you know the PFAS water contamination project we started just thinking about it yeah October of last year and we didn't start filming until this spring so it's a lot longer of a process too from beginning to end for a short film project and I think urban cycling group it was almost a year and a half between wow. first reach out to final premiere. So 
a lot more of a longer lifespan. You yeah. get to know these people very well because you're having a lot of communication yep. with them. Uh, so it's definitely a lot deeper of a connection. It can be a lot more taxing of a connection, um, but a lot more meaningful of a connection. Okay. So, and not to say that my relationships with my guests on Hunting Hustle aren't meaningful, but, yeah. you know, end to end from first reach out to episode premiere, it's a lot short of a lifespan for right. them, you right. know? Um, and I'm working on ways to, you know, keep people in the fold and keep yeah. them engaged with the show, previous guests. Um, but again, it's a lot lighter of a touch. I don't yep. have to talk to them as, as much. Yep. So, yep. This might sound like a really dumb question, but I'm going to ask it so other people know, yeah. but how what do you do with these original projects what where did they go after you've completed them how do people digest yeah. them watch them etc that is an incredible question i'm okay. so glad you asked <laughs> so i think right now there's this big emphasis on social video right yeah. and i've been trying to get away from social video yeah. um i really want my projects to have life like when you think about you know movies when you think about hulu when you yeah. think about streaming you know, film festivals yes. yeah like yes. think about the lifespan yeah. of those projects and yes. how long people remember them um and it's not because they saw them on social maybe they see the trailer but the movie yeah. and the experience they have and yep. like the impact on them it has so much bigger than social media yep. and so we've been trying to get away from that with our original projects okay um urban cycling group we did an in-person film screening okay before we released it on youtube so okay. super excited about that that That's was awesome nerve-wracking yeah oh i'm sure being in the same room because again like when you're do putting something on social you can just like press publish and then walk away you don't have to Vers look at exactly you don't yeah. have to look or see yeah. anybody else's reactions when they see it yeah. but when you're in the room during a film screening you like oh yeah you're yeah. hearing all the things you're seeing all the things laughing like, crying whatever it is yeah, yes yeah people just interested people like totally checked out on their film like you know you yeah. see all of it um not that that happened at mine <laughs> um but you know you see everything you notice yeah. everything and you know you feel so much more self-conscious you see things in the video you're like yeah. man i should change that man i wish i looked yes. better man you know yes like, you're still self-critiquing I, I still it, it will go back and i say this and I'll go back and watch my YouTube videos through my own channel, like in the YouTube screen. I'm like, Shit, yeah. you can see the black around the, like yeah. I didn't put it over. For, you know, yeah. I, I, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like you're always, you're still striving for yes. perfection. Yeah. And so that's, that's nerve wracking, yeah. but it's, it's been good. I think okay. the agreement that I made with the organization that I'm partnering with on the PFAS water contamination was to do some in-person film screenings and to do Love a that. film festival circuit with it. So that's super awesome. excited for that. I'm super excited to get people off social, get people in person yep. um, and really facilitate some more conversations around the yeah. work that we're doing. Yeah. And it reminds me, cause I've been, you know, mission impossible is coming out. Mm -hmm. They've been doing all the press for it. And one of the things that I love is Tom Cruise saying, my movies are meant to be seen in movie theaters. They're not meant for streaming and stuff mm -hmm. like that. And it kind of, once again, it takes it off of that, the mm -hmm. social aspect and it's go sit your butt in a, in yeah. a seat, yeah. <laughs> in a movie seat <laughs> and actually watch on the big screen. I mm -hmm. think that that is a massive thing. Like as we we're kids, yeah. that's how you went to go see a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be mad. Or it's like a Disney premiere where you saw it at home, but you saw it on like the big screen in yeah. the living room. Yes. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like yes. on your phone or yes. on your laptop. And so, um, yeah, I think there's something to be said for how we watch things yeah. and who we're with when we watch yeah. them. Like, are we alone? Are we in yes. a group? Are we in a movie yeah. theater? I think, um, and I think we're getting back to that because we're realizing like, hey, social media could be gone in a second. Oh, yeah. Like, what are we doing that's going to have yeah. a lasting impact that we don't have to keep recreating every yeah. day, every yeah. two seconds, you know? It's a tradition of my sister and I's and um we we go always go to the late night. So we'll do like the nine o'clock, <laughs> ten o'clock movie.
movies and we'll go and we'll sit in the very back mm-hmm. and um I, I just one instance is that we went in the second mama mia we grew up with mama mia okay nobody else in the theater we were up in the back row just dancing like freaking yeah. fools but that's like that's the cool part yeah. you are experiencing that on a very large screen yeah and enjoying it yeah like it's just it's a it's a different feeling yeah and i think one thing that was beautiful about the urban cycling group screening and that is going to continue i think to be more prevalent i love that is when we did it in a brewery that just so happened to have a projector screen so it was like in this really unique space yeah beautiful space and i think like i've been to a friend's uh they did a rough cut premiere okay in carrie here in carrie okay very cool yeah at the carrie theater okay okay so like smaller venues like that you know what i'm saying i think it was maybe like a 300 cap venue 200 cap venue older theater it gives you that like old school feel you know um and then they had like a q a panel right after so it was just like how can we bring different elements to the filmmaking experience yeah, yeah. you know how can we bring community to that and i think that's what we're going to continue to see more of yeah yeah, yeah. i want to ask what your style of video is with rootful media are you a are you black and white are you a like what is what is your style and feel i think about this constantly um <laughs> because i have I'm never glad been to able- have drudged up some, <laughs> some feelings for you here i don't know because i've had people tell me like yeah i like your style and i'm like and I, there's some part of me that wants to go what's my can, style can you tell exactly? me what that is yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is it? <laughs> Tell me, please. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, but I obviously I'm a documentary filmmaker, yeah. so there's that aspect of it. But that could be so many things. Yeah. I really don't know. Um, I use some lighting. Not all of it is like running gun stuff. Yep. Yeah. But I I honestly can't tell you. Um, I try to be um a nice balance of like raw yeah and like finesse so it's not going to look like sloppy yeah. i don't yeah. think, like things to be overly shaky but i'm also not the person that uses a gimbal on every shot i'm yeah. also not the person who uses a tripod on every shot so there's a good mix yeah um and again like if you've seen my interview formats with honey and hustle it's yep. a similar format like yeah. people feel generally feel pretty comfortable talking with me i'm gonna ask some questions that maybe they don't always feel comfortable answering yeah. but they will anyway yeah because it's necessary um and i think that you know, I try to give people the space to just be who they are yep. and whatever that means. Like there, there's no expectation for me to do or say anything in particular. So yes. um, in terms of my style, I really can't say I'm not an overly um, produced style, Okay, but it's still a finesse. It's still going to be a yeah. complete piece. Um, and that's as close as I can, yeah. I can get to describing yeah. my style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great though. I mean, it's, I don't like to be one thing. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people say that, but I, I like to be, I, people ask me all the time, they're like, what do you do videos on? I'm like, I do everything. Okay. I'm like, I, I love to be able to just take people along for the journey. Yeah. That's the fun part is just come along yeah. and see what happens. Yeah. There will be some things, <laughs> but just come along. Yeah. And so I'm very much a, a real, you're part of the family. You're yeah. going to see some really real comments from my crazy family when I am with them. It is, that's yeah. just what i tell everybody i'm like here you go yeah (laughs) welcome welcome to the family and the journey that's what i say every time to everybody too yeah but just what inspires you i get inspired by the creators constantly i know there's like this thing like create more than you consume yep i probably do a decent balance of both if we're being honest um 
And then it's like, do we also include Netflix binges and consume? Yeah, I'm like, like what is know. what is <laughs> what is the balance we're looking at <laughs> no, here? Like, um, so yeah, I love watching like other indie creators like on okay. YouTube and okay. watching their little yeah. short film projects or like camera test projects. Yep. I think a lot of that really inspires me. I like watching just um shorter series like Music Bed has a really good yeah. one. Um, and I love their podcast. So they just okay. they have a video podcast now. Yeah. But I love watching stuff like that. I love getting ideas from other creators, um, different angles, different shots I want to yeah. try, things that I can apply to my own yep. editing style or creative style, um, interview style, yeah. anything. I love watching that. Um, and that goes for Honey and Hustle too. I watch Zane Lowe's interviews a lot, yep. Ebro Darden, Rap Radar, um, a lot of video podcasts like that. Very um, cool. To get different, just to get different yeah. perspective on how people approach questioning. Because if you'll notice, oh, I yes. never have, I've even from day one, I've never written down questions for okay. any guests. Okay. And people think that's weird. They're like, well, how do you know how to oh, ask I'd love stuff? if I could. Yeah, you know? And so, and it's like, I, I don't know. That's just like my natural propensity, yeah. but it's like, I want to get better at that yep. even. Because yeah. even in season one, I would like get stomped in the middle of an interview. Yeah. I obviously edit it out. So you don't know. Yeah. But like, yeah. I would just like be like crap I forgot what I was gonna ask I was yeah. so involved in listening yeah um but you know for me it's just been like that's my style and that's what yeah. I want to lean into more yeah um in every aspect so just learning from other people and growing and yeah and that sort of thing I'm very much I was the same way in the beginning even if you look at the questions <laughs> I had written down for you it was like buckets it was like honey and hustle mm -hmm. rootful media yeah I always ask this this last question what inspires you because it's so different it's different based on every single person yeah but I used to have questions upon questions and I'm like, it didn't allow me to have a genuine reaction or a genuine, like, if you had said something, I would, I wouldn't have gone deeper with you on it. And that's what I found. I'm like, cause you're so busy listening yes. for them to stop. So you can ask the next yes. question that you're not like, oh shoot, they asked something that maybe I didn't have on my list that yeah. I should ask. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that too. Cause I, I do a lot of watching as well because i'm like if somebody asks a question i'm like oh that's interesting yeah i'm like that's yeah i like that question yeah but that's i mean i love watching because i just enjoy hearing other people's questions yeah. but also i enjoy the answers that people give because those even for me are so thought-provoking yeah and that's what i enjoy like jay shetty's podcast i absolutely mm. love his because he does have Shaquille O'Neal yeah, people like that yeah, yeah. but it's very interesting where the conversations lead mm -hmm. because you're not expecting him to talk to celebrities the way he is mm. and to be talking about some of the things he does so it's just it's very interesting to me yeah how conversations go and yeah. where they lead to I think it's it's so interesting to me yeah for sure I love it <laughs> this is great avenue to do it in um what are you looking forward to for this year i know we're by the way halfway through we are we are we're over halfway through um i what am i looking forward to that's a great question i'm looking forward to more collaborative pieces okay um i've been working with um some local filmmakers and nice. drone ops and audio people yeah I'm really hoping to you know put together a crew for a couple of the projects that i'm okay. working on yeah um so I'm super excited. I feel like things just get better when you have good collaborators. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for um, Creative Architects to your lease early August. Be okay. on the lookout. Um, I'm excited for possibly putting out a, a photo book this year based okay. on my travels in Spain and on okay. the Camino de Santiago. How beautiful. Um, so yeah, I think there, there will be some fun creative 
things coming from Rufo Media this year. Love that. Sure. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I love that it's just not one thing, too. Right. Yeah. It's so many, and that's what I love. I'm like, you can just do so many different creative things, but I think people shut themselves down to yeah. things that they're just so they can focus on. Like, I, yeah. do what you love. Yeah. Go do what you want to do. Yeah. Don't let people tell you no <laughs> and just go do it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm very excited to listen to the new podcast and continue to listen to Honey and Hustle. Yeah. I can't thank you for being here and having this conversation with me. And I'm happy to be here. I'm, I'm so glad we were able to do this in person. Um, but if you guys do not follow Angela, Rufal Media, Honey and Hustle, yeah. it is all going to be linked down below so you guys can go listen, watch, whatever you want to do. Um, but I just, I can't wait to see what comes out this year and very excited for you yes thank you so much i appreciate it yes <laughs> and as always i will see you guys back here next time bye y'all